this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo liberties. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Welcome back to our part two sit down with Miss Candace Dillard. If you haven't heard part one, check it out. We talk about Candace's background, her life, how she ended up in the DMV area. We get into that fateful scene, what happened, what is going through her mind at the time that happens, how Bravo was involved the next morning. We really cover it all. And I mean, I, listen, you can listen to this part two without listening to part one. But this is all about to make a lot more sense if you listen to part one of this very special sit down with Miss Candace Dillard, who we thoroughly enjoyed talking to. And now, stay tuned. Here we go. Part two. Who raised yeah. you? Was any part of you afterwards when you filed a lawsuit, like, did you ever question whether you were going to do that? I mean, oh, I, yeah. I mean I, I'm a lawyer, so you put your hands on me. And, I mean, I'm very calm but there will be a lawsuit the next day. So you, um, look, look at you, lawyer, CPA. Yeah. You see I how we all that. have past lives before? I say, right. all, as I say all the time, I'm a closet smart person. And now that I'm an adult, yeah, I just want to talk about, like sometimes you just don't want to deal with the real world issues. I, you just want to talk yeah. about, I mean, in this, this situation, is your, this has become a real world issue. I mean, that's the thing. Like yeah. this was bigger than the show. So yeah it became that and which is is still unbelievable to me that it became so huge but to answer your question i hesitated every day thinking about whether or not i should go forward with with charges um i never pursued civil uh action and that's a, a misconception i think um portia sounding less than smart as she is was on chat room the other night claiming that I, um, I tried to sue her to get the down payment for my house. 
it's like this coming from don't doesn't she rent like you should probably ask your friend for money i don't need to sue anyone for money um it's there were just so many lies and so many different versions of this story i never wanted to sue her i never wanted her money i was very clear that i wanted her to go to jail and people have you know crucified me for saying that that you know i how dare you want a black woman to go to jail and be away from her children it's like what like what the gaslighting is going on like was she thinking about going about her children and her family when she was physically attacking me so why should i care right you committed a crime you physically accosted attacked me in public there are consequences for everything for everything there is a consequence i faced many consequences for things that i've said and done for the world stage to see okay there are consequences for everything and you think you're going to physically attack someone and there be no consequences again who raised you i keep going back to that right and like to your point why is this now on you whether someone you know it's like it's, that's yeah. turning it around, I would think. Well, that's, I mean, that's, she's a spin doctor. That's, that's what she and the people that she employs to spread lies, that's what they do. And I've just, I've had to really back away from it and tune it out because that's what makes you crazy. It makes you go crazy that you start to question what you know to be the truth because you've got so many people who are misinformed and who want to just follow blindly this sociopath. It's all too much. Are you shocked at Portia? Because, I mean, I think she said something else in the past, too. Like, that she, she said, said a this, lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that she's vocally speaking out in favor of Monique or whatever in favor of means. Yeah. No, I think if, if it were, I'm surprised, but I'm not. You know, people are going to operate, you know, within their realm of understanding and they're going to operate, you know, within their their realm of common sense, sense and education. I, I don't expect a whole lot from Portia. She's doing great things, you know, for the Black Lives Matter movement, and that's all wonderful. But I I don't I think that she has proven herself to be someone who we don't expect much from in the way of common sense. So I don't expect her to you know, question what she's being told by a clear liar. I expect her to just, you know, say, okay, that, that sounds good, girl, <laughs> and just go with it. And that, that brand has worked for her for so many years. Very good. Good for you. You would just think on like a platform like Bravo chat room, you know, it's not house, you know, like you're on housewives. That's one thing. Right. Now you're like, chosen by Bravo as one of four women mm-hmm. to really speak on all the different issues and shows. I don't know. Yeah. I would just think like whether you agree with something or not, like I don't speak on this podcast until I really yeah. look into certain Have things. vetted and, you know, ensure. Right. But you're also, as a lawyer, I think that's something that is in, embedded and instilled in you. But yes. I'm not a lawyer and just common sense would would tell you to, to to vet certain things and to not be so vehemently loud and wrong and 
she that's that's the, the bed she's chosen to lay in and you know that's what they do over there in stupidville that's i have there's not i can't do anything about that was there anyone else from bravo because i don't really know was there anyone else who like spoke out the way Portia did and you were like, wait a minute, like in the Housewives or any of the other Bravo shows where you were just like, I have an issue with what you're saying. You don't even know. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. I mean, there were a few and I'm, I won't give them two minutes of my time, um, but there were a few and you, I mean, they were all very vocal. And again, people that I'm sure she called because she's very good at manipulating people and you know getting them on her side galvanizing like large groups of people to get behind her and her lies um and i'm sure she had a hand in um in them repeating the things that they were saying and but again it's also this too it's like this is a job i'm not paid to be with Buffy on uh, Married to Medicine, or is, is she on there anymore? I don't know. Like, girl, like, worry about what's going on with you. Like, you have, I don't, I don't, I never even really heard of her until she started doing, like, podcasts about my life and my situation. And it's like, it's one thing to be a fan, but once you've been sort of elevated to onto the platform, you should conduct yourself as someone who has at one time existed on this platform. And a lot of these people are conducting themselves like indentured servants and, you know, people who just have never had anything. And it's, it's, it boggles my mind. Like, are you bored? You ain't got nothing to do? Like, what, have, you ever, have you ever met Portia, like in real life? Or had like a in real life discussion with her just as like, no. not even this, just in general? No. Mm -mm. I've never, uh. never interacted with her. No, which is, again, which baffles me. It's like, as much as you've been through on this platform, and I've watched her go through so many things from her time on the show in the very beginning, you would think that she would have a bit more empathy and um, judiciousness about the way she speaks. Um, and she just, she hasn't. But again, it's like, you look and sound stupid and she's okay with that. So we carry on. What about like Bravo? Like, did they say, you know, please don't file a lawsuit. We have a show here. Like, yeah. did they get in? No, no, they were, they were supportive of whatever I wanted to do because they saw it and they knew what it was and what it, what it was and how it looked. Um, they were concerned about my well-being and my safety and they said you know whatever it is that you want to do we support you well that's good yeah and the people that also besides Portia that have spoken out were you were shocked in favor of Monique what was that like dms like they contacted you or you just heard certain things you don't have to know yeah, no one ever contacted me personally. That no one is that brave. Everybody wants to have a mouth, you know, on in on their Insta stories and what have you. Um, no, it was it was always someone would send me, "Girl, did you see what so and so said?" And of course, it's like, oh, I'm. And some of these people I have interacted with, and it's like, what really? Okay. 
okay. Clearly, you let the Grim Reaper get in your ear and, and run her mouth. And that's, again, I, it, it's, I've had to, like, resolve within myself that it's none of my business. Because I, it will literally eat away at you. It will take, a, it takes, I feel like a year is coming off my, has come off of my life. Chris is being so loud. Do you hear him? Yeah, but not in a bad way. Well, listen, I'm like in New York. So sometimes when I talk to people and they're like, are there sirens? And I'm like, well, there are. I mean, I live in right. Chelsea I mean, and I'm really high oh, up. So it's so not, lucky. I know Chelsea is nice. So when people, that. I'm like, I don't know how you can hear that. So yeah. I can I heard it, but not like in a bad way, like very okay. softly. But well, the next time you come to New York, we'll have drinks in Chelsea. Yes, I literally, so what, um, the Gansevoort. That's, that's nice. That it, there's, was, I stayed there last time. There's two, the one in the meatpacking or like the other one? Because I know packing. like, okay. Because I know like yeah. the Bravo, like for Watch What Happens, they stay yeah. somewhere else a lot of the time. But I think I you think can also. They put me there. The last time I did Watch What Happens Live, I think, I think that's why I was there. Yes, because that was my infamous uh, Metallica blunder. And we took photos on the, um, on the cobblestones where I'm like, crouched down and that, that was, was listen I love I mean I do a lot of it too I love a concert tea you don't have to really like the band or no you know it's just it's the principle I I was paying homage I was paying respect you know obviously I've heard of Metallica I know who Metallica is but no I could not at the time naming Metallica songs I have since listened to some of their music and I do love it and I think one of my, the songs that I'm working on, there's like a guitar riff that I like from, is it one? Is that one of their songs? One? There's a. You're, I I was just going to say, I cannot name any Metallica songs. It's, I know who they are. There's other heavier metal. Before we continue this conversation, I just want to say that 2020 has certainly been a year. And at the beginning of quarantine, there was a lot getting in the way of my happiness and achieving my goals. And I turned to BetterHelp, which is online professional counseling. And it really helped me not only achieve happiness during this time, but really achieve my goals. Behind the Velvet Rope went from two times a week to four times a week. And I wrote a book, the Behind the Velvet Rope book. So for anyone that feels that things are getting in the way of their happiness and achieving their goals, I strongly recommend BetterHelp. You don't even have to leave your house. It is online professional counseling. And what I love about it is you can start communicating with them within 24 hours of signing up. Anyone that knows me knows that if you don't get back to me, that is a huge pet peeve of mine. These counselors get back to you in a very timely manner, and you're really matched with a counselor that fits your needs. If you get a counselor that you don't like, you can just request another counselor. Everything, of course, is confidential. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, sleep. We're all having trouble sleeping during this. Trauma, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem, grief, LGBTQIA issues, And I have to say, it is actually more affordable than traditional online counseling, and financial aid is available for anyone that cannot afford it. So they're growing so rapidly, and so many people are turning to BetterHelp for help that they're looking for additional counselors in all 50 states. 
go to betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope, and you get 10% off your first month. Join over 1 million people today taking charge of their mental health. You're not alone. If you need help, this is a great solution. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and get 10% off your first month. Well, that I don't mind, but yeah, I do not know Metallica. Well, David, don't ever wear a Metallica t-shirt then, okay? I'm just apparently warning you. Okay, so we're gonna get into your music in two seconds. But before we get there, because I do have questions about your music. Um, so that's good that Bravo never tried to talk you out of this. Yeah. What about, because this is what you said on the finale, you made a comp, which I don't disagree with, something about, you know, because then she countersued you and it was dropped and you said something about, you know, it became such a thing that it just looked to the courts like reality TV fodder, which yeah. really is because of all these blogs and yeah. papers not even like the mainstream papers, like the, mm -hmm. so yeah. I mean. Little mom and pop of the world, yeah. Like, do you think that's just the world we live in now? You know, that like social media and the reality TV, reality, whatever. I don't want to name any specifically. Mm -hmm. I, I, I could, because that's the world I live in. I mean, I see like you, everything's reported on in many different ways. Like, yeah. do you think that really took this into like a different world? Like it took a life on of its own? Yeah, I think that if this, if we were private citizens and this had happened, the outcome would have been different. I absolutely believe that a huge part of why it was dropped was because it looked like a big spectacle and there were already so many opinions and so many um, different rumors and you know, this is not, you know, the LA County court system. This is, you know, or, or even like, you know, the, the New York court system. This is the, the Montgomery County court. They're not used to or going to, you know, want to deal with this reality television nonsense where it's, I think it was just, it was over the top for them. It was too much for them. And it was also strategic that she counter filed um, because that essentially canceled out the, the charges because she claimed that she was defending herself, which is a blatant total lie. You can't defend yourself when you were the assailant. Um, yes, you may have had to defend yourself after you grabbed me, but I was defending myself if you had not initially touched me, you'd have nothing to defend. So it was, it, it all just, it underscored for me how sheltered I am because I didn't, I just, I didn't know people like that existed. I didn't know that you could lie like that and, you know, be okay with yourself or sleep at night. You know, I, I'll cuss you out in a heartbeat and then I'll cry about it. And then, you know, I'll, I'll cuss you out again. But if I were her, I would not have been able to sleep without 
calling and saying, listen, this got out of hand. I'm sorry. Even after the charges, if she pressed charges on me, I'd be pissed. But it's like, well, Lord, this is what I get, I guess. And let me figure this out. But then you have to own up to it and own everything that you have done. And she, she never has to this very day, not to spoil anything. She's never, she's never really truly. And you saw the finale, which was like disturbing to me. This is a truly unhinged person. And if she called like right now today. No. It's gone too far. Yeah, it's, it's over. Like. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at Crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at Crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I am Sterling Brown. 
We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. I'm, I, I can't even say what I want to say. No. There's nothing. But she wouldn't. She's proven that she, she wouldn't. She still thinks that she, depending on the day of the week and, you know, what, where she is in her brain, um, she feels like she's the victim and she had to protect herself, which is, it's pathetic. It's like, just, you, you were in over your head, you were out of your league and you took it too far because you couldn't handle a verbal sparring. Just say that. And you really feel like if you guys were private citizens and not, there wasn't all this, it would have been handled much differently by the court. I think so. I think it would have been handled differently if it were not attached to this monster of reality TV. So like, what's the atmosphere on the set? And then I promise we are going to move on. And to ha- this, just think of it this way, Candace. This is really your last interview you have to ever do on this subject. Oh my God. Right? So just, just, just say that. Listen, next year when you and I talk, yeah. But before that, we'll There's do an so interview. Much- right. We'll yes. do an interview about people come back on. I trust me, I'm not going to bring it up to you ever again. Um, God bless you. So, what is the atmosphere like on set after this happens? I mean, I don't mean that specific day. I just mean now you're like, what, in the beginning of the season, the middle, you have mm-hmm. a lot left to go. Uh, you mean for for next season? No, just like when this, okay, so like when this happened at the winery. Oh. I mean, and you yeah. weren't in scenes together per se, but right. like what is, yeah. I mean, you still have to film. Like you. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think you saw it. I think a lot of the fans became wary and annoyed of us continuing to talk about it. And I also started to feel that way but it that's just a testament to how much it overtook the season. You know, I had two other storylines that were going that died because wow. of this fight. Like it nobody could talk about anything else for the longest time. And you know, you 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 see that. You see that the girls are sort of overtaken with it and talking about it and debriefing and it it took over and it became hard to move on or discuss anything and then you know even thinking that I'm going to Portugal and I'm really intent on leaving the drama behind in Potomac and going on this girl's trip and having a good time and you know here comes forehead with some bullshit talking about well i i wrote a letter to help monique but really i wrote a letter to get back at you for what i think you did to me which is another story for a different day are we going to see that kind of play out at the reunion with ashley um i i really she, she i buried her like, I, I have nothing for her. So I really, like, you aren't even worthy of my breath. I don't have time for you. Like, you you were nothing before. Like, you are literally dust at this point. 
Is she, I mean, is that it? Because I mean, I, I get it. You write a character, whatever. I mean, you're still doing it. Like, is that it? Like, she can't come back from this either? I, she's buried. She's in the ground. Like, I have nothing left. I have nothing left for her. And I think what makes me, because I'm not the kind of person to just like cut people off like that. But she says in that moment with Giselle and Robin that she doesn't care. She doesn't care if I'm upset. I think Giselle says something like, you and Candace will never have a good relationship. And she's like, well, I don't really care. So, okay. You don't care? Noted. You, it's on tape. Noted. Well, you buried yourself. That's nice of you that you're not the type to bury someone. I'm the type, I mean, not with little fights, but like big things that happen yeah. in the world. I'm like, there's a line and you've gone against me. I don't know how yeah. we're at, like, that's it. Like, yeah, it's black and yeah. white to me. So that's nice of you. It has to be you. really, it has to be incredibly egregious. Like I'm able to do that with the, the wild person because that to me, is it's just it's it's beyond humanity for me it's beyond reproach of any kind like I can't I can't see a way forward and even if I wanted to she is not trying to foster a way forward so you've essentially made my decision for me who did you feel on the cast like 100% unequivocally supported by, if anyone, like unwaveringly? Um, I think Robin was probably the most supportive of me personally. Hey guys, you know I've been working really hard bringing you behind the velvet rope five days a week. And there is nothing like that Friday feeling that I have. I wait for Fridays knowing I can just relax and I can sleep and I can catch up with friends and I can have a great glass of wine. Well, I no longer have to wait for Friday for that once a week Friday feeling to kick in because of First Leap. It's award-winning wine from First Leap. With that, any day can feel like a Friday. It's a wine club that sends you personalized selections of wine from top vineyards around the world. The wine comes directly to you. You literally go on tryfirstleaf.com and you fill out a really fun quiz. It doesn't just ask you what types of wine you like and dislike. Do you prefer reds? Do you prefer whites? It asks you what your palate is like. Do you like almonds? Do you like cheese? Do you like olives? It literally asks you all about your preferences. And based on their very unique algorithm, then six bottles are hand-picked for you by the experts and the wine comes to your house. Literally. What is better than getting six bottles of wine in the mail? And what I love is it's a monthly program, but it's very simple. So if you drink really fast like me and you need to renew quicker, you can adjust and shorten the time and have the wine delivered quicker. But if you need to take a pause and you drink slower, you're going somewhere perhaps, you can pause and then come back to it. The bottles come right to your front door. You don't have to go to any grocery store or wine store. The quiz is so fun. Out of the six bottles that I just got, the Rancho Campo 2019 Malbec is amazing. It's my favorite. And literally, if you don't like the wine, there is a money back guarantee, but it's based on your preferences and the quiz you fill out. So chances are you're going to get wine that you actually want to drink. So what are you waiting for? You can get that Friday feeling like I do every single day with First Leaf. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 
and free shipping. Let me just repeat that. $29.95 and free shipping for six bottles. Guys, that's crazy. So go to tryfirstleaf.com slash velvetrope. Tryfirstleaf.com slash velvetrope. And it's first leaf. That's six bottles for $29.95, free shipping. You're not going to do better. And DM me and thank me and let me know what your selections are and how you're enjoying your wine. Everybody was supportive. I will say that. Um, but, you know, people are, people show their support and their love and their affection in different ways. Um, but Robin would call me like every other week, some month. Um, just to say, hey, I'm just checking on you. And we don't, we've gotten away from that as a society of like just checking on your friends. And she, she checked on me, just not for anything, any particular reason. And if something like good happened, she would call and say, hey, I just want you to know this happened. So you should be having a good day today. And Wendy, I assume. Yes. Oh, and yes. And Wendy, like I said, everybody was um, supportive. But you asked me about like the most supportive would be Robin. And then yes, Wendy also actually called me a lot to check in on me and would text me to check in with me. Um, and was, and re I mean, you saw like she really rode hard for me, mm -hmm. you know, in scenes, on camera, but also for me, what happens on camera is what happens on camera. What you do in the dock behind the scenes is what I'm really looking at. And for sure, Robin, Wendy, and Giselle have all really been like checking in, writing for me in front of the camera and behind the camera. That's good. And rooting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the real world, when you're not filming, yeah. you kind of want right. to see. How disappointed in this season were you and Karen, like on a scale from one to 10? From one to 10, 25. Um, just like heartbreaking. It really, it still breaks my heart that she is, even still, it's like, it's like, it, again, it's like a form of gaslighting. Like you, you move a certain way and then when I see you moving that way and call you on it, it's like, well, why, what do you mean? Why do you think that? I would never, I could, uh. and it's like, that's why they're friends. Cause they are both sort of void of real feelings or emotions. I feel like it's, it's really, it's really hard to watch. Like that's the hardest disillusion of a friendship to watch is, is that one because I really loved Karen and I really looked up to Karen like a, an auntie sister figure to me. And I thought that that was reciprocated. And again, we spent a lot of time together off camera, a lot of time. And I just thought that there was something more there, but the more valuable friendship to her was the one that she chose. And I, I accept that now. And um, I have to just watch her. She's, she's not trustworthy. 
So like on the stages of grief, are you more hurt by Karen or more just like piss the fuck off? I think it, now I'm, I'm disappointed now. I've been through all of those. I was very hurt. I was very angry. I think you saw my, my anger at the finale when I'm like screaming and doing all that. And um, that was the first time I really ever screamed at her about it. I've been very respectful and kind of coy even and just kind of try to be really understanding up until that moment. And she just kept just beating around the bush and not wanting to truly say whatever she was, she needed to say. And then when she said, the truth will come out, like what, what truth? And to this day, she has not really said what that is. And for her, and she did, accuse me of lying under oath, which is egregious at best. Like, how dare you when we've, I won't go there, but you, she, she has had her fair share of salacious moments. And for her to insinuate that I would lie about what happened to me under oath is disgusting. And she's, she's not, she's no one's friend. She's not even really Monique's friend, but that's not my business. She's her own friend. Yes, that's about it. What about like in the voiceover when you hear Giselle say like, you know, how did we as black women get here? You know, and I knew you guys discussed this, like how much was that in the back of your mind? I mean, I imagine when you're going through this and you're in pain yeah. the next day, that's more important at the time. Yeah. Like, when does that become part of it? And like, oh God, you know, like, did you have any of that? Like, I mean, not that you did anything yeah. wrong, but just like, I'm embarrassed that this is our show. Like, yeah, immediately, immediately. While I'm on the table and, my, and she's trying to pull my wig off, my only thought is, Candace, you have to keep this wig on because if it comes off, you will live in infamy on these interwebs as the black woman who was fighting in her cornrows. And that is not what you want to be known for. That's not your legacy. That's not what you're about. It, in the moment, what kept me from losing it was concentrating on keeping my fingers dug into my scalp so that my wig would not come off and I would not contribute further to that, that stereotype that black women are savage ghetto rats who you know rip wigs off and you know fight each other in in wig caps and cornrows because that's that's a lot of the narrative of black women in in the reality space in in hollywood on the silver screen and in you know in in lots of space in lots of entertainment spaces that is some of our narrative and I was not going to be a contributor to that. So that was on my mind immediately. And then uh, of course, right after, we, on the ride home, like when you're coming down from it all, yes, I was ashamed. I was ashamed that this is a part of our show um, and a part of the show's legacy because of me that's a lot to deal with when you're dealing with everything else that happened 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been a lot to juggle. I mean, it's, it's been over a year and I'm, I, this is like one of the few interviews that I've been able to do and not get like incredibly emotional and have my tissue folded in my eyes. Yeah. Maybe because the reunion's already shot and like you kind of feel that really this is the end and then you can move on to other things. Hopefully, yes. What about like, do you feel that, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's their job, but did you feel, you felt supported by Bravo, but did you feel they were too neutral on this? Like Monique on Watch What Happened, you know, like, I mean, I I get it. Monique needs to do press because she's still part of the season. But like, did you ever feel like they should have been more anti-Monique. I feel like they were more neutral than they should have been. I think that they took the easy road so that they wouldn't have to, you know, show, uh, pick a side, I I suppose. Um, Yeah. I do feel like they were very neutral. And in your opinion, because we all know what happens after the reunion, you you hear about next season within one week, two weeks, four weeks. In your mm-hmm. opinion, does Monique does Monique have a job? I hope not. Um, I but I have no idea. If it were obviously, if it were up to me, the answer is you know, good written go home. Um, but I, I mean, I can't speak for the network. I don't want to be quoted as speaking for the network. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, I know what I think is healthy for the group as a whole. And this season was, among other things, incredibly toxic. And it, it brings forth so much toxicity within the group, within the audience who is, you know, watching the show and ingesting everything. And it didn't need to go there. It did not need to go there. And it went there and it's still there because of her. And I can say that with confidence. It, 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 this could, this could have all been resolved with, a few conversations and a few choice words. And instead, she's doing a music video. You don't want it to be resolved. You want to ride the wave because you think that you're, you're winning because you've, you've got 25 sick fans that are cheering you on from the, from the audience and that's all that matters to her. So, you know, but that's people who come from wherever she's from that have nothing to lose are willing to do whatever they need to do and have no regard for anyone but themselves. What about the fact that you've said if Monique is back, like you will not be part of the show? That's true. Really? I for my mental health, I cannot be around someone who, as I said, is doing a music video to promote the song, bragging about fighting me. 
and there's nothing that I need or want to say to her. This is a this is still a job at the end of the day. I'm not working with with her, and that's not an ultimatum. That's nothing but my truth. I am not comfortable in that space. Right, and even though there's security, you would be scared. I'm not. It's not scared. A lot of it is principle. This is not love and hip hop. I don't want to work on a show. And I don't know if you've ever seen on love and hip hop's set at any given time there are six or seven security guards in the wings, like just outside of where the cameras are, because that's the culture on that show. I didn't join Love and Hip Hop. I joined a show in the Housewives franchise. That's not what we do on these shows. We push the envelope, as I said, but I don't want to be a part of a show that needs to have two or three security guards whose job is anything more than to you know, generally protect us from the outside world. Like when we travel, they always send security with us because again, we're a spectacle. But for us to be having lunch in Potomac and we'll have to worry about if I say something that she doesn't like, which I will, is she gonna jump up and try to fight me again? I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Well, that's like Mob Wives, too. I don't know if you ever watched Mob Wives back in yes. the day. You, yes. saw, you saw the security on the camera, yeah. basically. Yeah, ready at any given time to jump in and break up a fight, break, break up a bar brawl. I don't want to be a part of that. And I honestly don't think that Bravo wants that kind of show. I would agree with that. I don't think they do. I think that, I think that's what a lot of people do wrong sometimes on Housewives. Just as my opinion that mm-hmm. people want it and they come on and they try to, I'm not saying this is this situation. It's, I don't think they want it to be too much. Like it's, there's, yeah. a, there's people I think that I watch and people watch and they're like, you're trying too hard. This is not, like it's too much drama. I don't think they want right. that. I think they want real drama, yes, but not do. stuff like this. Like this is just yeah. brings it to another level that I don't think yeah. Bravo wants either. That's my opinion. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's a matter of time. Maybe let's say she's back, maybe not in season six, but it, it's a matter of time. And if she's back, you are not interested. I, I, I will not film with her. I will not work with her. Okay. Well, maybe there's ways if she is back, I don't, that's, you could, not film with her, but I get it. I don't see how that works. I don't see how that works as a friend of or as a full-time housewife. Because friends of generally are around when the group is around. But if the group is not comfortable, then, and you're not a full-time housewife to have a personal story, what, like, where do you fit? I don't know. But I mean, again, that's not my business either. I am not an executive, I'm not a producer. As much as I'd like to think that I am, I'm not. Um, and it's, it's only my job to advocate for myself and express my comfort levels and what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with. And I've done that. So knowing like that this has now happened in season five, looking back to season three, Candace, 
when you got the show, if you knew this would happen, would you still have done it? Like, does the good outweigh the bad from the first two seasons? Or if you knew this was actually coming to you as a person, to the world, to the larger issues, would you still have said yes to the show? That's such a good question that no one has asked me. I don't think anyone's asked me that like that. I, I don't know. I feel like I may not, I probably would not have done it. I would not have done the show if I knew that this is what season five looked like. Um, and I, like, I, I, I'm definitely, you know, healing and, you know, doing, feeling better about everything. And I feel like I'm on the other, I'm on the other side of the, the most intense part of the woods. I'm still in the woods but I'm on the other side of the most intense part of the woods. And even in this space, I still, it's been, I can't even express to you how difficult it's been. It's been very difficult from start to where we are. So I, I don't know that it's worth where I've been in my head. I don't think anything is worth that. That's a fair answer. Thank you for appreciating my question. That's why I don't practice corporate tax law anymore. <laughs> too, you're I, too riveting for corporate tax law. Yeah. Uh, that's an understatement. <laughs> so other than this, do you have any regrets, you know, other than this season? Like, I'm lightening it up now, Candace. before we yeah. go on to your music. Like, do you have any other regrets from doing the show? Like, what's the most memorable? Yes, we're, we're over the drama part of it. Right. Thank you for putting up with me. But like, what's the most memorable? Do you have any other regrets? Like, you know, other than this season that you would like look back and be like, I wish I did that differently. Not that I can think of any, but I mean, I'm not living it. So. Um, No, I feel like everything else has been, you know, I've, I've admitted where, well, yeah, I, you know, I'm sorry that I said this, or I'm sorry that I did that. But overall, like, hardcore regrets? No, my, like I said, my biggest regret was meeting some, the likes of Monique, and befriending her as I did, and allowing her just hardcore um, allowing her determination to fight, um, get, get me. She wanted to fight. I gave into it and I wish that I had just walked away from it. But outside of that, no, I think I've done my job. I, to be me, to be authentically me, to be, you know, funny and cheeky and shady and emotional all of that. I mean, like after this, like next season, Monique's not there. Let's just say, I mean, you're just going to look around and be like, these girls can have all this drama. Cause let me tell you, I had like, I mean, what after this, it should be a fun job. Me. Yeah. This, like you I, should I'm be like, be... you should be like, this is the best job in the world. Like you go up, whatever. Yep. No, it's, I mean that, I guess that's all, that's the silver lining is that 
Like I, what I've been through, nothing can shake me. Nothing can rattle me. I can handle anything. That's kind of where I'm headed. I, I can feel myself heading to that space. Um, and yeah, just, I want to have fun. I think we also need a fun season. We yeah. need, and we're going to get some of that, you know, if and when we are greenlit for another season. Um, Robin and Juan and their engagement. Um, I've actually been talking to Robin about some of her plans um, for the future um, with with Juan and like what like bachelor part bachelor bachelorette parties look like. And um, she said they want to do a destination wedding. So like we need to have a fun season. We need to have you know a season. Of course there'll be drama, but a season where we can just recover as a group. Yeah, I think so. And we saw you do your remix of I See You on the finale. Yes, I'm just, I don't know what it is about the, I'm not going to blame anyone, but the people love to sabotage Candace on a song. That whole thing with the volume and I'm side-eyeing somebody about that. Someone that works at like in production, like just technical. Oh, someone else? I don't know. Interesting. Somebody. Did you always love singing and songwriting? You just from right, like from when you were young in Atlanta? Yeah. So my, my dad was the drum major in his band in college. He's always loved music, always loved the drums. I get my love of music from my dad. He used to play music on my mom's stomach. He used to put me to sleep to like the old Motown hits. So I've always like loved music and it's always just kind of been a part of my bones. Like if I hear music and I'm not even really paying attention to it, my body will start moving because I'm, I feel like I'm just connected to music in that way. And I listen to music in a way that like, I, I almost can't be around people when I'm really listening to music because I'm studying the ebbs and the flows, the crescendos, the crescendos, the, the, the melodies, the music, the track, the lyrics, like I'm put, I put my ear on the speaker to kind of like hear how, how is she reaching that note or what are the notes in that run? Like I'm, I study it and I've huh. always been that way. And, you know, it for me, it was just a matter of time uh, as to when I would start a project, a music project. I've been in choirs my entire life. I toured parts of Europe with the Howard Gospel Choir um, multiple times. I, and just, I was in a girl group in high school called Blaze or Blazin. Um, and I, I just, it's always been a part of me. And the fact that I now get to create my own music with, with amazing people is, it's, it's surreal still. You have a single and EP coming out or coming up sometime soon? Yes. So I have, I have, so I, I have two singles out now. I See You and I See You, the remix featuring Big G from Backyard Band, which is a big band, a big go-go band in DC. 
and Uno, um, who produced and co-wrote on the remix. And um, I am working on an EP slash LP. Well, we have a lot of songs. So it could end up being a full album. I'm, we're still kind of figuring that out. I have two songs that I love um, really? that could possibly be the next single. We're kind of figuring that out now and figuring out a lot of stuff, a lot of things about marketing and um, possibly doing a music video for I See You, the remix. So there's a lot going on with that. I'm hoping that my goal was to be able to tour with my EP slash LP next year. But of course with COVID, you know, that puts a, a damper on a lot of things, but there will be some sort of tour to accompany the project once it's out, which is coming very soon. I'm actually going into the studio on Wednesday and Thursday this week, and then again next week to kind of wrap up um, a couple of the songs that we've been working on. So it's, it's all happening. A tour sounds great. Do you look forward to one day performing your songs from your new album on Watch What Happens, as many of your fellow housewives have done? That would be wonderful, yes. And Andy kind of has his favorites that he sort of, you know, looks to for those things. And I'm, I don't, I'm pretty sure I'm not one of his favorites. Who would be um, his favorite? I mean, we're thinking of the obvious person, I assume. Who? I assume well, the Countess is his, yes. one of his favorites. She's one of his favorites. He really loved Kim Zolciak and her song. Kenya performed Gone with the Wind Fabulous in the clubhouse. Um, and I, can't, I think, I feel like, oh, has Erica Jane ever performed? I don't think she's ever performed in the clubhouse. No, but let me tell you, have you ever seen Erica Jane live? Because it is just a gift from above. I have not, I've heard that it's amazing and I believe that it's amazing. I've never seen her perform though. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I'm a gay man, so I'm biased, but Erica Jane Live is literally like, you're just like, what did I yeah. do to deserve this? She's a performer. You can tell she's a performer. And yeah, I love that about her. I love her whole brand is, is one to study and to, to look at and to watch. But yeah, no, no, I, I would love to perform in the clubhouse, but you know, I'm not a fave, so. Do you have a favorite housewife song out of all the housewife songs? Um, definitely mine. Yes. Yeah. I also really like expensive. Erica's. That's a good one too. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a bop. So that one in mine. Okay, those are two good answers. What about, so I know Family Reunion on Netflix, Tia Maori. That's, that's major. That comes out. So I shot, I shot my episode in February, I think. Yes, February of this year. And I think my episode is like episode four. I think it was episode four. And they shoot 
one episode a week and they I think they do 12 episodes so they should have been done but of course COVID knocked them out and production had to shut down especially because they have you know two very seasoned uh actors on their set with Loretta Devine and Richard Roundtree so they had to be very careful so they just picked up production again um like a month ago so they're probably going to be working through the holiday and then come back. So hopefully close to the top of the year, they'll release the new season. This is season two for Family Reunion. So I'm excited to see. It's going to be my good. Little, yeah, no, it's, it's so funny. Our episode is so funny. It was, I'd never really done comedy before. And this is a sitcom. Um, and the, the, my character plays this very pretentious, fake French woman so I had this really? silly, like French accent and it was hilarious like when we did the table read my first line the whole room like erupted in laughter it was really hilarious like I was laughing at myself it was so funny so it was really fun do you find, because look, nobody in Hollywood is handing a part to anyone. Like you have to earn it. They don't care who you oh, are. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. do you find that Housewives like at least opens the door because they know who you are? Or is it the opposite that they're like, we're having a housewife in to read. Like, what is yeah. this all about? Like, does it, and then, you know, you get the parts, you deserve it. But like, does it right. play into it or positive or negative or not at all? It's a little bit of both. I definitely, so as I said, I've been acting for a while. So a lot of my peers, when I joined the show, were like, eh, are you sure you want to do that? Are you still trying to act? Like, because a lot of people in Hollywood sort of frown upon reality TV stars because they, you know, they clutter the field, they muddy, you know, the, the waters and blur the lines a lot. And, um, which I understand. But I also think that it's a, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of studying. It's a little bit of, I think, divine intervention and like, you know, being in the right place at the right time and a lot of, you know, speaking what you want out into the universe, which I, I'm a huge proponent of and I, I do it actively. Um, but I always say, I say all the time to, you know, to my team, to my publicist, to my lawyer, like, hey, I see that, you know, Will Packer is working on this new project and my my ask is never hey hey put in a good word for me my ask is always get me an audition i will prove myself i will show myself worthy because i know that i'm good enough i just need to be seen just get me the audition throw me some sides for about 10 minutes and i'll handle the rest so i'm i'm ready and willing and able to put in the work i have no problem working my ass off, especially in this field. And I know that because of, you know, the guise of reality TV, I do have to work a little bit harder and I'm perfectly okay with that. Although the lines are blurring less these days. Well, yes, it's got, well, I mean, have you seen season five of, of Potomac? Like, seriously, you know, it's, yeah, this is, was a lot of like reality and it you know it almost doesn't feel it's stranger than fiction i've said that so many times this season and last season so much of what happens like even the stuff with michael like this cannot this is not reality like it's too it's too real to be real it's it's stranger than fiction michael's had a moment 
or, or seven. Yeah. Or seven. I mean, someone wants to be the extra Potomac housewife, but. Oh, honey, that thing wants to hold a champagne glass. So bad. Seriously. I think so. <laughs> what about BT's Christmas lottery? Yes. So it's so funny. So we're actually, we're promoting um, this week and last week. Um, the Christmas Lottery is a uh, film that I am so excited to be a part of. I play one of three sisters, the youngest sister named Tammy. And it's set in Houston. Well, it's set in Houston, but Tammy lives in Atlanta for a while. And my older sister is in New York for a while before, she, before everybody kind of lands in Houston because uh, the parents, of these three daughters just won the $10 million Christmas lottery. And they and the dad wants the daughters to come home to claim the prize together. Our dad is played by none other than Reginald Bell Johnson. And you'll remember him from Family Matters. He played yeah. Carl Winslow, like one of the TV, the iconic TV dads. Yeah. Um, he's, he was so fun and very chill to work with. Um, so it's, I love this movie because there are a lot of Christmas Christmas movies that come out around this time and it's like, you know, oh, another Christmas movie, like, great. But this film really has, it gives you so many different levels. There's tragedy, there's a lot of comedy, there's a lot of family conflict, there's crazy drama. It really gives you a lot of different levels and the fashions are hitting on something, are style team, our wardrobe department did an amazing job. Um, so it's just a really fun Christmas movie that's going to give you a lot of different pieces and a lot of different levels. I'm excited to watch it. And before we wrap, just because you do everything, acting, singing, you're getting your MBA. What about Candace, the entrepreneur? Talk to me about Prima Hair Collection. Oh my gosh. So like, I, I'm not sure when you have time to do all this. But. I don't either. I really don't. So I'm, I'm giving my hair a break. I'm, I'm going to put, I actually think I'm going to put a wig on in a, like next week. But um, Prima Hair Collection is thriving. We are actually working on bringing you several new products and a couple of new textures. You can visit premiumhaircollection.com. I think we're still doing the Cyber Monday sale. You oh, just wow. use code Cyber Monday for 20% off. Um, but we're really excited about expanding our product line outside of just hair extensions and including some hot tools, some other hair care products that every woman of color with a little texture in her hair needs. So we're we're moving and shaking on some things and and rebranding our website as well. That's actually what I have to go do when I finish with you is email my web designer back about that. So yes, lots of fun stuff happening there. You're too busy. It's, you got to stay busy or you go crazy. What about, I like to give people a chance at the end because I have my own agenda. Thank you for, first of all, thank you for taking all this time. It's Of course. No, this was, this was fun. This was a great interview. You asked <laughs> good questions. Thank you. And you're like, you're easy to talk to. That's what people I've, say. I've, yeah, I've done interviews and it's like, okay, I'm looking at the clock when is this over, when is this over. But no, you're, you're easy to talk to. Like it's, we would enjoy having a drink together. I think. We're going uh, to have a drink together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down in that area a lot too, especially oh, yeah. back in the day before, you know. Yeah, but life. 
Yeah. But you'll come to, I'll, I'll, D, I'll DM you my info. Yeah. Because um, I do check DMs all the time. So I like <laughs> at the end, but thank you for saying that I'm, you're not bored of talking to me. Thank you. Um, sure. I always like at the end, like anything we didn't cover, anything else you want to bring up, I like to give people a chance. Because like I said, I had my own agenda. Is there anything yeah. you would like to chat about? Um, no, I really think, I talked about everything. Like my problem, I talk too much. Like I'll, I'll say something and then the headline explodes and it's like, what the fuck did she say now? So no, I think we have covered a, a smorgasbord of stuff that will last I, the people a while. Hopefully this is somewhat of therapy of your closure that you can just, yes. I think, listen, I think people will always maybe want to bring it up but not oh, like sure. this like it's going to be yeah. over by the time the new season comes right. back like it'll be like yeah. a one minute conversation right right it becomes the, you know it becomes old news and that's the hope is that it just it slowly just starts you know starts to fade into the background and it becomes you know one of those remember when that happens or when they do the countdowns this is undoubtedly number one on everybody's on Andy Cohen's, you know, most salacious fights in Housewives history. Kind of. Yeah, for the this foreseeable might, future. This might be number one. I mean, you know, yeah. Andy got pushed by Teresa. Teresa flipped yes. a table. I think this, you know, as far this as- This trumps that. I think so. Unfortunately, but you know, yeah. So where can everyone find you on Instagram? I imagine is your number one platform that you like to use. Instagram is the best way to see what's going on with me. That's at candygal09 with two E's, C-A-N-D-E-E-G-A-L-0-9 on Twitter where, don't follow me on Twitter. You know, I'm, I'm a mess on Twitter, but I'm candygal on Twitter. Uh, my website, candistiller.com and my music is available on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, Tidal, and we have new music coming out very soon. So look for that. I'll be posting, obviously, about all that and how to download and stream my music. And hopefully a tour, maybe like late 2021. Maybe, hopefully. That's the goal. Yes. If not I'm 2022. Starting. For sure, 2022. You will get a tour out of me in the next two years. Yes. I love it. Yes. I will slip into your DMs. We will keep in touch. You have been yes. amazing to talk to. I do not say that to everyone. Thank you. Just like you. Likewise. I have, I have, there's a lot. Trust me. It's like. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe it. Yeah. On people, your end, especially, I, I believe it. Yeah. You're just like, I'm looking at the clock. Like, when can I end this chat? Yeah. So yeah. I get it. Crossing questions off the list. So say hi to Chris. I will. He's so I really appreciate, oh, I really appreciate this. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate it thank so you. much. It's been so interesting. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. All right. See you later, Candace. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear subscribe 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 on apple podcasts under behind the velvet rope 
And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.